and it's Amanda. And we're basically basic. <laughs> I sound really stuffy this morning. I do too. Okay. It's so. probably because we just woke up. Let's be <laughs> that, honest here. That could have something to do with it. For we sure. just woke up. This is part two of our sleepover party. So if you were listening last week, you heard the midnight edition of our sleepover party. Yes. This is our morning edition of our sleepover party, which is really fun. It is really fun. And so Sweet George is hanging out with my mom. Yes. So we're sitting sweet. in my parents' Whatever room this is. I don't know what room this is. This, our is, podcast our, this room. is our podcast room. What are you talking this about? This is our podcast room. This is basically basic room. This is the basically basic room. And we're sipping some Starbucks with one of my favorite humans who also spent the night last night. And I just can't not wait for you guys to get to hear her story and her heart. She, I was asking her a second ago because I'm like, how do I introduce you? Because you're like one of my best friends. And I feel like that's not a formal introduction. Like, this is my this best is friend, Morgan. Best friend. <laughs> but Morgan is the bridal buyer for Neiman Marcus. No yeah, big she, deal. Yeah, she is. She's a girl boss in a million ways. And I can say that because I walk intimately in life with her. And like literally... She blows my mind. She does a million things. Like, honestly, like, she'll be like, oh, yeah, I just woke up at 5 and did my workout class that I teach. And then I'm going to my book club. And then I'm going to go teach this Bible study. And then I'm going to go write this book. And you're like, I'm so confused. Do you have more time in the day than I do? So Morgan is somebody that I just look up to in so many ways. She defines stewardship to me in all areas of her life. And because of that, I feel like her life is just oozing with fruit in every season. So, Morgan, we'd love to welcome you to our podcast. Hi, guys. I'm Hi. so excited to be here. This yes. is so exciting. Also, we just need to know, we need to, I like painting a picture. I was just going to say, can you describe yeah. what we're looking at right now? I like painting a picture. And right now, okay, so first of all, you know, it's like morning time. I'm looking a little rough. Like, I've already got spit up on me. I spilled my, like, cheese from my, like, breakfast sandwich on me this morning. And Morgan is so perfectly put together. <laughs> she woke up this Always. morning. It's like a light pink shirt with mm-hmm. a light pink jacket, very monochromatic. I'm very into it. And it just so happens that the throw blanket over her is also a light pink. So everything is just like matching together. And she is strawberry cream She's, cheese. So the blanket that she has on her, my sisters and I lovingly call it strawberry cream cheese because <laughs> it's like the comfiest blanket in her house and it, it looks, looks really and feels like strawberry cream cheese. And so Morgan is strawberry cream cheese. I've embraced it. Yes. It's it's my persona for the day. (laughs) But this is what's funny is because if I had that outfit on, I would look literally (laughs) ridiculous. And she looks like she's about to go walk the runway. Like, I would believe her if she was like, this is the new look for winter 2020. I'd be like, yes. She sat down and Kimmy was like, I feel like you're Kim or Connie right now. Like, this is like a new, like, someone would vibe with this and be like, oh, yeah, this is 2020. (laughs) Totally would vibe with this. Okay, so Morgan, as you know, because you listen to our podcast, Mm -hmm. as any great friend should. Actually, I, like, hate it when I, like, mention something about the podcast, like, one of my best friends. And they're like, what? Did you hear that part? Do you remember that? Oh, you don't listen to our podcast? (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. Um, okay, so Morgan, what are you drinking from Starbucks? So I've transitioned from the holidays, So um, I, but I'm still in kind of this cool weather. It's winter time, so my favorite flavor is cinnamon dolce. Ooh, so I do um, a latte with one pump of cinnamon dolce, but I still want to have the whipped cream because I like just pull back the syrup a little bit, but also then you get a little bit of sweetness with the whipped cream on top. And it all just blends mm. really nicely together. So it's delicious. It's got a little bit of sweetness, a little bit of spice. And then it's just a nice treat to have the whipped cream on top. Yes. I love it. 
Morgan, I feel like you are cinnamon dolce. <laughs> she is. No, you know what I'm I mean. I'm strawberry but... cream cheese, and now I'm cinnamon yeah. dolce. <laughs> you are a strawberry cream cheese bagel. Your only with a cinnamon foods dolce are drinks. Yeah. Like that's the only way to be. <laughs> These are all things that I love. So thank you. I'm. I will take. I that. honestly want to go get us bagels after this. So yeah. you're welcome for being pregnant. Okay. And now you just mentioned yeah. strawberry cream cheese, and I have to have it. <laughs> okay, so Cammy. What, what are you drinking? drinking? Okay, I actually have decided this morning that I needed something iced. Which oh, I yeah. don't know if I'm just ready. I'm one of those people, I feel like after Christmas, I'm done with winter. So yeah. it's great. I live in Texas because I'm like, oh, it's time for spring. So I have just gotten a decaf iced Americano mm. with a splash of heavy heavy whipping cream mm. with one pump of caramel. I didn't know you could do a decaf Americano. Oh, yeah. That's like the easiest one for them to do. Because decaf coffee at Starbucks, a lot of times they have to brew it. Oh, because it's not. And I don't think they do decaf iced coffee, actually. No, they don't. I'm pretty sure they don't. And it just tastes bad. Yeah. So you do decaf Decaf iced Americano. Uh Uh-huh. Decaf iced Americano. Or decaf Americano. Either way. But decaf iced was what I did today with a little bit of heavy whipping cream. And actually, I was with Steven the other day at Starbucks and... Oh, you just about your experience. Oh my gosh, you're right. I haven't told either of you this. No, I'm I so waited excited. for this moment. Okay, I'll share that in a second. I'm like, wait a second. Oh my gosh, but this is where I was, and which I'll explain in a second. Okay. But he was so I like made fun of him to his face in front of the Starbucks barista because he was like, I just want a splash of heavy whipping cream, like a ch, like a you know, just like a ch, and he like made no, a sound. And I was like, no, he did not. I, he did. I was like, what is actually happening? And I like got, it was funny because like the the Starbucks guy and I made eye contact and we both were like wide eyed and I was like I'm so embarrassed for my husband right now and I was like babe I don't know if that's a technical term like a ch- I don't know I don't know what that is like how does he write that on the cup yeah I'm like oh my gosh I wish he had C H H H yeah but also at the same time he was like oh you know what I mean I was like I actually do know what you mean but just a little just like bit. a ch- and, I and then he was like, you. I had to say that, though, because they always give too much. And I'm like, you think that was going to help them? You think that was, like, the thing that was going to make them understand? He's like, a ch paints the picture yeah. of what I need. Just a, just a ch. Just a so I'm having a decaf iced Americano with a ch of heavy whipping cream. Steven, we love you. And a this of is the best. That's one of the best things I've ever heard, honestly. <laughs> just a little ch. Just a ch. Okay, so I am also drinking an iced coffee. I'm drinking my Starbucks double shot on ice, the drink that I accidentally discovered. That as now we love. love. And now I love. Mm. It's so good. And I do one pump of classic, not too sweet, and then a little bit of almond milk per usual. Obviously. 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 So <laughs> before we transition out of the Starbucks thing and talk about why we're actually here, I will love to share with both of you my story. So two nights ago, Stephen and I decided to go on this date night to Legacy West, which we've never been to. It's this really cool shopping center. Is it in Dallas? It's in Plano. Oh, Plano. Okay. Plano, Frisco. Got area. it. Okay. Like 10 minutes from our house. It's super close. Is it close to the star? Don't know. Oh. Don't know where the star is. Don't really know <laughs> oh. much about that whole area. To That's the only part I know of. That's why That's I way asked. too far north for me. Oh, it is. Okay. My okay. mind was blown. And actually, I was super impressed myself because uh, two of our friends were texting us in a group text while Stephen was on a work call. And they were like, where is this? Because I'm sending them pictures. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's Southwest. Like, that's what I – and I was right, which I'm <gasps> never right. I was like, when wow. someone comes back, if I'm correct, I'm going like, to be so, so proud of myself. Yep. But, okay, anyway, so there's this super cool food hall. There's, like, all these shops. It's just a beautiful shopping Ooh, center. Ooh, I want to go. But what I didn't know was that in the shopping center is the Starbucks Reserve. Which I've always wanted bum, to go bum, to one. <laughs> and so so I was like, I really want a latte while we're walking around. And so I search where the closest Starbucks is, and it's, like, right up the corner. So we walk up there, and, do you and I see, see... Do you see that it says on the search thing? Do you see that it says Starbucks I didn't reserve? see that. <gasps> what a good surprise. Which maybe I just wasn't paying attention, but I, it was the best surprise. So I walk up, and if, if you guys are listening, you don't know what the Starbucks reserve is, and I could totally be butchering this, but from my understanding, 
it's like the, the flagship stores that they only have like in like five places in the U.S. And they sell like special drinks that they don't sell anywhere else. They sell affogato. So they have Starbucks ice cream with coffee on it. They what? have like all these special machines. They have one in downtown Dallas, right? I think downtown Dallas. I think one. they do. Which okay. I'm so surprised. Do they have one, Morgan? You look A reserve in downtown. Yeah. Um, I know there's one off of like, um, like in the shops of Park Lane. I think that one's a reserve. Maybe okay. that's what I'm thinking of. I'm not sure if there's one downtown. Not that I can. Not none of the ones I walk to have Starbucks mm. reserve. Yeah, right? and I, I I think people said that, but maybe they were just saying Dallas. They meant this one. I don't know. Okay. But it was so aesthetically pleasing. It was so beautiful, mm-hmm. and they have all these drinks that I've never heard of. And and they cut everything is black. Like it's just really cool. So like the cups are different. So I was just like a kid in a candy store. I mean, I'm sure people thought I thought I was at Disney World. Like everyone else is like totally just chill. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And like the menus are gold foil. Like it's just, what? Yes, that's amazing. We have to go, Amanda. I freaked out. So I got the hazelnut Bianco latte. What's I'm that? Sorry. And I'm like, what's even the Bianco? way, okay, even the way the guy described it was, of course, and this is where Steven said the thing. And I'm like, you need to step up your game. This is a classy place, Steven. <laughs> this guy was like super bougie, like hipster. This is not a regular Starbucks. With like his Warby Parker glasses. And he was like, the hazelnut Bianca. I was like, what's the hazelnut Bianca latte? And he goes, well, the hazelnut Bianca latte, which I just love when people like start an answer <laughs> yeah. with like your question. Yeah. And I was like, I already love you. He was like, it's a hazelnut infused milk that we, and I don't even know, honestly, oh all the gosh. words he said after that, I was like, don't know what you're saying. <laughs> I was like, can you do a decaf? And he was like, I can. I'm like, I'm sold. I got it. And it was the best drink I've ever had at Starbucks. I'm not kidding. Steven also agreed. He tried it. He was like, what the heck is this? This is not a Starbucks drink. This is no, like too good. It That's was amazing. It was so smooth. It was so good. I've never tasted anything like it. It I was bet. not sweet. Like it was good sweet, but not too sweet. It. Oh my gosh. I bet you have to be a Starbucks barista at like a regular Starbucks for like ten years before you can work at a reserve. I said it to Steven. I was like, these people are the cream of the crop. The cream this of is the creme de la creme. Yes. They were. They were. They were even, University. Yes, yeah. they did. <laughs> they were too good to even be like Starbucks manager. They had to. They're like, you're going to the reserves. Mm-hmm. Like, congratulations. Could you imagine being in training and you're like doing your best, and they're like, you reserve, and you're like, yes. So Amanda, when we have our barista. On the podcast, wait. we have to get a reserve one now. Can't we can't wait. settle for no, the lesser no. lovers of no, the Starbucks. Normal not. people. No, that's exciting. It was so exciting. So we're gonna we're gonna have to go and do I a date to. there and do to. a video. I felt like I was cheating on you because I was like, this was not planned, Amanda. I'm so sorry. She did send me a picture with like the, it didn't even say like, hey, this is where I win or like this is the thing, but it had the star and then what does it have? The like, R. Big the star R, and then the yeah. R. Yeah, and I was like gasp I was like you win well, okay that was the funny part too so we were leaving and Steven is like the doesn't do Instagram doesn't do social media like doesn't care about that kind of stuff and I was like I need you to take a picture right now and he hates like mm-hmm. being an Instagram husband yes. and so I'm literally like doing the thing where I'm like holding my cut by the R and he's like trying to get my whole body I was like no I just, I just need my <laughs> arm I just need my nails and he's like what are we doing I'm like take the picture Steven You'll it's see. for my BBs <laughs> So he gets photo cred. We should actually talk it. Yeah, we will. We yeah. will for sure. Photog okay. Stephen Avers. So I guess we should probably talk about why we're actually here. So yes, I'm so excited. Um, why Morgan is here as part of this series, we've been talking about waiting, and we knew from the get go that we wanted to have somebody talk about waiting for a child, and we wanted to have somebody come on and talk about singleness and waiting for a husband because. Amanda and I share with every episode that we're not experts on anything we talk about, but I definitely feel sensitive to the area that this is a subject that we really can't talk about, and I never want to feel like we're trying to be experts in something that we can't speak into. Mm -hmm. And so when praying about it, I immediately, 
I've asked, I talked to you about this, like when we first started mm-hmm. the podcast, I yeah. knew we'd do this at some point. And Morgan was definitely the first person that came to my mind. And there's just so many reasons, but I think because when I think about somebody who has waited well with the Lord in singleness, I, you are the exact person that comes to mind. Um, for so many reasons. One, because you are so open the whole mm-hmm. time. Like you, I never question your willingness to go on a date if a guy asks you yeah. or to put yourself out there. But at the same time, you're not settling and you're not just going to like look for something because you think that, oh my gosh, there's a clock ticking and, and I want that. Also, I wish you guys could see Morgan, but she's the most beautiful person. Well, you will see when we tag her yeah, in, you our, will. in our Instagram. And you start following her, but she's just beautiful We'll pick the best out. ones, too. <laughs> so. Maybe there's a single dude yeah. listening to this, which yeah. kind of would be a red flag for me, to be honest. But. Morgan, how did you meet this guy? He listens to our podcast? Okay. He, his favorite podcast is basically basic. <laughs> Questionable. But just is a girl boss in every way and just... As so hungry for the Lord, and I've watched the Lord satisfy you. I feel like mm. that's the coolest thing to see is mm. that I know this is a desire of your heart. I know that you've been open, mm. not just with him, but with your friends, of like, this is what you desire and want, but you've let him fill those spaces. And we talked about, um, in I think one of our episodes that we've done on waiting, mm-hmm. or maybe it's just our conversation, about how the Lord satisfies those who wait on him. Mm-hmm. And when someone's waiting well, they don't seem like they're in lack. Like, yeah. they, they, acknowledge that they're waiting but you don't look at their life and think wow like they're they're struggling like they're not dependent on this one pregnant answer but the rest of their life is thriving they're a psalm one person of a tree planted by living water yeah. and reaping a harvest in every season and I look at your life and I see that and so I wanted you to to speak and not to speak but to teach on singleness today because I feel like Amanda and I can't we're not really great share. at that yeah no. we're not great at that topic <laughs> no um, so before we go into like the deep stuff, why don't you tell us a little bit more about your job yeah. and like how you got to where you are in this season of life, how old you totally. are, all that stuff. Yeah, totally. So, um, I have worked for Nima Marcus for nine years, which is crazy to me. Um, and I started right out of college. I studied fashion, um, at Baylor, Sikkim Bears and, <laughs> um, and I love fashion because it's both, um, I get to use both sides of my brain. So I am very, uh, I can be very type A and I love to be structured. Um, and I really love Excel spreadsheets. I super nerd out on Excel. <laughs> you really do. <laughs> I love um, that. and, but I also love the, the ability to be creative, um, and have a creative outlet in fashion. I think that having personal style is something that's really important to, to me. And I love getting to help others find that, um, their own personal style, um, as part of their identity. And, um, I've been in the bridal salon for two years. So, um, I not only get to travel, uh, to New York and Barcelona to do all of the buying for the bridal salon, um, which is like a dream. I go to fashion shows and pick out the wedding dresses that we have in the store. Um, so fun. I'm literally laughing because I literally feel like this is the setup for like a nineties rom-com. <laughs> it is like you are living a nineties rom-com I know, right now. I know. It's so true. And, um, and then I also, um, work in the, the store and I manage a team of incredible, um, women who are the consultants that are the ones that help the brides find their actual wedding dress. So, um, it's really, really fun. And, um, so since I've been there for nine years, you guys can kind of estimate I'm 31 and, um, you know, something beautiful about being in your 30s is just, I felt like when I stepped into my 30s, this, um, this just more, I felt more confident. I felt like I didn't have to make excuses or, um, 
try to be somebody that I'm not. I could just be proud of who I am. And, um, and it was a long journey through my 20s. And um, the majority of my time in my 20s have been spent single. I've had relationships here and there, but the majority of my 20s I've been single. And I think that part of, you know, I, part of having this career um, has been, it's been incredible. I've seen the Lord be so faithful and um, pour out so much favor on me because I've just held my career um, very open-handedly and allowed him to take me on a journey of wherever it led me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's been kind of cool because I've worked in a lot of incredible areas. I started off in beauty, so um, had like amazing products, skincare and, and makeup and all of that, really, really fun stuff um, in my early 20s. And then I worked in precious jewelry, which who doesn't love to see? Uh, I love that it's called like, precious jewelry. I know. Jewelry. I was it's, like, wait, that's a thing? Yeah, so it's like all of the like precious gemstones and diamonds and everything like the creme de la creme of jewelry. And um, I I also really love watches and I was in the watch office. So really cool to get to um, learn more about just jewelry and get to see um, really amazing product um, and get to try it on. Yeah. and it's Neiman Marcus, so already yeah. from the get-go, you're like... Yeah, everything's beautiful. Yeah, everything's mm-hmm. great. No matter what section you're yeah. in. Yeah. And, and so... This from, ain't Walmart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so from there, I um, I worked in um, fine apparel, women's ready-to-wear, so like couture. So I've worked in amazing areas um, of luxury and have just really gotten great experiences that all led me to be the bridal buyer and manager. And I think that beauty, jewelry... And ready to wear, like being in couture, are all things that kind of a bride wants. They like go into yeah. bridal, and mm-hmm. so all of those experiences in my career, I would have, I, I had no. It wasn't like I was like one day I will be the bridal buyer, and these things will get me there. Mm-hmm. But I look back and I'm like, I'm so thankful for those experiences in my career because they have like they perfectly align with where I am today. Wow. And so because I've been able to see that in my career, and it's something that I've held very um, open-handedly with the Lord, I it's that has been one thing that I have been able to have hope in my personal life and in my relationships and in my singleness that I'm like, if God is faithful to guide my path in my career and bring all of this success and favor, then why wouldn't he do that for me in an area that I, I feel even more strongly about? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, and, and to believe for even more in that area. So I don't know if that answered your no, question. Totally but, does. Okay. Well, cause we were talking earlier. I mean, it, we always do this with podcasts, especially when we have friends as guests, but we'll start having a conversation and then we're like, okay, stop talking. Cause we just need yeah. to do the podcast. Mm-hmm. But we were talking earlier about just the, I don't know the, the word, not theory, but the, I guess the law of mm. sowing and reaping yeah. and how biblically, mm-hmm. and we see it, even like people who live outside of like biblical belief, mm-hmm. it's just true. When you sow into something, you yeah. will reap. Yeah. And that's just the truth. And so I was telling Morgan, one thing about her story that's so captivating to me is I've seen her celebrate mm-hmm. so many friends get married, celebrate friends you know, getting pregnant or having mm-hmm. these things that you've been very open saying, this is like your, although you have this incredible career, right. your number one prayer of what you've desired mm-hmm. even before getting the career was mm-hmm. to be a wife and a mom. Yeah. And you've continued to celebrate, not in a fake way, but just mm-hmm. a genuine way of those people around you. And not only that, but your job 
ironically, yeah. every day is, is dealing with, with brides, brides. Uh-huh. Yeah. every single day and picking out and trying on these gorgeous wedding dresses. And so I kind of wanted you to just speak into how have you been able to do that? How has your heart mm-hmm. been able to like stay open to that? Yeah. And what have been like the highs and lows, I guess, in that? Yeah. So, you know, I get that comment a lot of like, oh man, it must be really hard as a single woman to like work in that, in that area. And, um, and honestly, it really isn't because I, I just get so, I love love. Like I love watching other people's love stories and I love celebrating them. And I've learned that I can either, I I have energy. I I have the same amount of energy every day and I can put my energy into sewing into something exciting for someone else or I can put that energy into being bitter and being down mm-hmm. on myself because I don't have what they have and I really want what they have. Um, and so I I choose, it, it is a choice. It's not something that comes easy. Um, don't hear me say that I choose, that I'm sewing into these relationships and I'm celebrating. Y'all, I've been in so many weddings. I've been a bridesmaid. I've been a maid of honor. Like I've been in so many weddings um, and, and that can be a full-time job. It is. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, a lot. Honest, when you're in that lot. many. And, but, um, but I, I know that what I'm sewing into their relationships and this, and me celebrating my friends and those that I love, um, I know that one day that the tables will be turned and that will come, like, that's going to be me that, that because I have been so generous with, um, just building others up, um, that whenever it's my turn that I will have that in return. And, um, and that is biblical. Um, but it is a, it is a tough journey. Like there are times where I'm just really honest with the Lord. Um, I, you know, a lot of what, because the reason that I, I think that what Cami's saying is what she sees is, um, is all of this celebrating others is because in my like quiet time with the Lord, I am being raw and honest and real with him. And on days where it's hard, where, um, where I come back from work and I'm like, man, like, I just want this to like, when is it going to be my turn? And whenever I start to, to really kind of feel down on myself, um, I just take it to the Lord and I'm like, Hey God, like this is hard, but I'm, but I'm going to choose to trust you and know that you're good and you're faithful and um, it's your steadfast love that endures forever. And so, um, so I just, ch- I make a, ch- it is a, it is a choice. And, um, and I love, I love what I do. And it is really exciting to, to get to hear other people's love stories. It gives me hope. Like, I always like to ask, I'm like, mm. how did you meet your fiance? You're like, and literally, how did yeah. you meet him? <laughs> I'm like, but yeah, like, does he have friends? Give me, yeah, give me your thoughts. Like, what, what has worked? And it's so funny whenever you, I'm very open and honest, like Cami said, with everyone. And um, and it's so funny. Everybody that, like, know when they find out that I'm single, everyone has a theory or ha- everyone has um, an opportunity or thinks of someone that they need to – like, everyone needs – everyone wants to be a matchmaker. Yes. And, um, and I'm just – instead of being, like, annoyed by people's opinions or people's views on it, um, I just take it with a grain of salt and I bring it to the Lord. And I'm just appreciative that other people want to invest and want to, like – are interested in me finding my love story, you know? And so, um, it, it really is encouraging because instead of, instead of thinking, Ugh, why, why is this happening for her and not for me? I think, man, this happened for her. Why can't it happen for That's me? That's so good. Yeah, it is so good. <clears throat> or just believing like this will, ha- this happened mm-hmm. for her. This will happen for me mm-hmm. too. And in the, like the most beautiful way, because you're letting God like truly write your love story. Yeah. 
yeah, I, I journal a lot about how I looked over my journals from this last year, and, and a lot of it, um, there was this theme of just keep God, keep my eyes fixed on you. Um, because if I'm fixed on you, I'm not looking down, I'm not looking to the side, and I'm trusting that when I step forward that you're paving my path. And, um, and that causes me to just remember the truths that he's spoken over me. It causes me to remember the promises that he's spoken over me. And y'all, when, I mean, I'm talking like I've, I've desired to be a wife and a mom since I was old enough to know what that was. Like Mm -hmm. when you asked me as a kid what I wanted, well, first it was to be a famous actress, but you know, like that. (laughs) There's still time. You're like, but after that, (laughs) but you know, but, um, but ultimately like I've, I've always had a heart for kids and I'm the oldest sibling. And so I've just, I grew up raising kids like I loved I loved doing that and um and because that's within me instead of being like I have to wait until I have that until I have a husband until I have a family of my own to use those gifts I have learned to steward what God has put inside of me in other ways in this season of waiting and not waste the time waiting um and just actively being like sowing into other people being a caregiver being a you know, being a hostess, inviting people over. I love doing things for other people because it's a way for me to, um, it's a way for me to be able to like activate those things that are within me Mm -hmm. before they have, like before they've ever even been in the way that I expect them to come. Well, even the way you serve, you serve at church, you serve in the nursery, like Mm -hmm. you've chosen to, I think there's an option in those situations. You can either, like you said, pull away and be Mm -hmm. like, this hurts too bad. I'm not going to even like put myself, myself out there. there. Yeah. Yeah. Or you can do what you're doing, which is like running right into it and mm-hmm. just being like, you know what? God's given me this gift. He's given me this passion and I'm going to find creative other ways to yeah. to serve him, him in that. And how pleasing is that to the Father? Yeah. Like, it really is. And I can say, which we have kind of talked about this too, as your friend, like not only did I say earlier in the podcast that I just don't understand why you're single because mm-hmm. I'm like, literally you are the <laughs> biggest catch I know. But also, I get so excited for your love story. Yeah. And God's actually given me specific dreams when mm-hmm. I prayed for you, like, and I've gone to encourage you as a friend. But there's just this faith even inside of me mm-hmm. for your love story and for your husband. Yeah. And I just fully see that for you. Mm-hmm. And I just get expected and excited because I know that it's coming. But you're right, there's this still unknown of the when and the why. Yeah. But it is cool to see even just the transformation in your life over the past couple mm-hmm. years of, like, where God's taken you in your faith journey, how you've grown. And I would venture to say you're a different person at this point than you totally. were a couple of years ago, which therefore in turn is you're looking for a different person yeah. than you were before. Absolutely. So I'd love for you to touch on, like, I know you had a serious boyfriend. When I Actually, the first time we reconnected as friends, because yeah. we've known each other for a long time, but we were never, like, we were friends from a mutual friend. So right. we were always like, okay, we have another friend that is why mm-hmm. we know each other. But then we became our own friends. <laughs> Whenever I moved to Dallas from LA and we had a sushi dinner, which obviously I should have known of right course. there, <laughs> the baby besties, and we talked for like five hours. Yeah. And you were in a really serious relationship at mm-hmm. that point, and it was kind of like the tipping point of the relationship. Yeah. And then actually, the next time we hung out, you were broken up. Yes. Yeah. So I would love for you to share kind of that process for you. Totally. So, um, yeah. So I, I was like mid mid twenties ish then, um, or late twenties, and. Um, just really was feeling a lot of pressure like okay I want like I know that I want to be married I know I want to have a family and this is the person I'm with and so I want to make this work and um, and so but I, I just really 
if I was honest with myself before the Lord, um, the person I was with, it was incredible, but it was not my, he was not my person. And I knew, I remember that I, I remember the day that I had this revelation from the Holy Spirit and I, I knew in my heart that if I chose to marry this person, that I would sacrifice all of the dreams that God put in my heart to be able to be with this person. And I, I just knew that I couldn't do that. And so it was really, really tough because this was someone that I loved, that I had invested um, over a year of my life with. And, um, and ultimately, I just knew, I knew I didn't have a piece about it. And so um, we broke up and um, obviously any type of breakup, like it, you, your heart is broken. Um, you feel that loss of, you know, that friendship. And, um, and so it was really bizarre going from speaking to someone every single day, knowing everything about them to literally never seeing them again, never talking with them again and having no insight into their life anymore. And that's really, really hard. Um, but I knew I had, I just had a piece about it and I knew if I was honest that it was the right decision. And I will never forget. I, um, after that breakup, it was right around the time when we had just started going to our church and, um, and I, I, that Sunday, um, I was, we were in worship and we were singing one, like one of the songs through this, uh, through the worship service was, um, King of my heart. And I just, with tears streaming down my face was declaring, God, you are good. Mm -hmm. You're good. And I just, I, I fall back into that memory so often whenever I would doubt my decision or whenever, um, even years later, whenever I'm struggling with singleness, um, and being, you know, feeling lonely or, um, or struggling to be content. Um, I just remember declaring God, you're good. And I remember in that moment, just like putting a stake in the ground and like trusting the Lord. And I, I, something else that I thought of while I was kind of thinking about what to talk about was after that breakup, I was really honest with the Lord and I, I just told him, I said, God, my heart hurts so much. I can't do this again. I can't go through another breakup like this. Like, please, like you have to be, you have to protect my heart. You're the defender of my heart and I trust you. And, and it's so, when you guys, guys, when you make a statement like that before the (laughs) Lord, he is so good and faithful because I've, you know, I've dated over the last few years, um, and, but nothing has really ever been serious. And I fully believe it's because they weren't the right people for me and the Lord knew it. And he knew that if I, if if he didn't step in that I would, I would invest my heart again only for it to be broken. Mm. And, and he, he's good to his word and he heard my cry and he was like, I, like, sweet daughter, I'm not going to let that happen to you. Mm-hmm. And not that he's never going to allow me to walk through heartbreak. My heart has certainly been broken in other ways. But whenever that has helped me, whenever I have been dating someone, y'all, I've been ghosted. I've been, I mean, the weirdest stuff has happened. I've gone out with some really awful people. Like, I have the craziest dating stories. <laughs> you really do. I have, like, oh, my gosh. I could write a book. I mean, seriously. And, and, and you know, and it's... But it's all taught me different things, and and I, whenever I have a hard time with that, with like God, why didn't this work out? I don't understand. I thought this was going to be more than what it was, and and I just he just softly reminds me like, 
hey, I've got you. I know who your person is and this isn't it. And you can just trust that I'm working all things together for your good and for my glory. And um, and then I realized that those times where I thought, okay, this is it. If Again, if I'm really truly honest with myself, I knew I was settling. I knew that it wasn't God's best for me. Um, and I've something that um, I teach fitness classes too. And it's funny all the, the ways that it transitions. What I say in my fitness classes kind of makes sense in, um, in dating relationships as well. And something that I cling to is you have to be willing to give up what you desire in the moment for what you desire to have long-term long-term, right? So like what you, what you want right now is fleeting, but what you want most is what matters. And so like be willing to give up what you want right now for what you want most Um, and that has helped me a lot whenever I've been confused or like just don't understand why, um, things didn't work out. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm giving up what seemed right in this moment or was maybe pleasurable in, you know, for a fleeting moment, um, for what I want most, which I bring to mind the vision for what my marriage and future family are going to look like the things that the Lord has placed in my heart for what I'm holding out for. Those are the things that get me through the hard times when I've struggled with, um, with not knowing why something didn't work with someone else. And so, um, yeah, just being honest with what I'm really looking for, um, and trusting that the Lord is going to provide those things that are most important. That's so good, Morgan. Like, I just am looking at you and I just am like, I know that your spouse and the kids is not like quote the answer Mm -hmm. but as I'm watching you like tell your story and just share Mm -hmm. your heart so vulnerably and so openly well one I know that so many girls listening to this podcast are going to be so blessed by you and just encouraged and just you know I I know there's someone out there right now that is in the exact same waiting season that you are Mm -hmm. and they are really struggling with finding the happiness for right now Mm -hmm. and the pleasure moments for right now yeah and I just know that listening to this is going to minister to them so much. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, so number one, just thank you for being so open and vulnerable. But number two, as I'm like watching you tell your story, I'm like, I just picture you at Fashion Week in Barcelona <laughs> in this 90s rom-com and you're like doing your thing, like doing what you do in Barcelona and you bump up against this cute, like royal Barcelonian man. <laughs> yes, oh my gosh. I could totally see that for <laughs> But I'm just like, it is a rom-com. Yes, and so you, funny. but you're not looking because you're like completely fulfilled in right. your heart. You're not looking. He just like accidentally bumps up against you carrying something into this palace. Yes. <laughs> and you're like, oh me? I oh, wasn't even. Mademoiselle. <laughs> That's French. That's French. I don't even know. Oh, whatever. It's Spanish. Yeah, yeah, whatever Barcelona. That makes sense. Barcelona's in Spain. But you know Barcelona men are attractive. Oh, yeah. oh yes. yes. Very, yeah, <laughs> very. Morgan's yeah. like, yes, I've been uh, there. I'm aware. Yeah. No, but I, I love that too, Morgan, because I've when you were talking about just people listening, I like I wanted you to share about your past relationship mm-hmm. because I feel like I just have a feeling that there's some girl listening to this episode right now that's in her mid twenties mm-hmm. and that in her mind had a timeline. And I look yeah. at you and you are a goal oriented person yeah, yeah. and you you hit goals. Like when you have mm-hmm. a goal, you reach it, it's what you do, it's why you've been so successful in fitness and in business. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this is the one area where you've had to like lay down your timeline yeah. and your goals. And you easily could have been like, you know what? By my mid twenties, I want to be married. Mm-hmm. This guy's not that bad. Like he's great. Right. He's fine. I was gonna and say, here's I'll the thing. It it's happen. not like she couldn't get a guy. Exactly. Like, let's oh, be clear. Completely. It's like, but you've chosen the better, the yeah. straight and narrow path, the harder path, which is to say, you know what? 
I'm going to lay that down, not knowing what's ahead, but Mm -hmm. just following the word of God. And I would just encourage any listener that's in a relationship that you know deep down it's complacent. You know it's not God's best for you. And the fear of the unknown is what's holding you back. It's Mm -hmm. the fear of saying like, well, what if I'm this old and I'm single? Mm -hmm. And the cool thing is why I wanted you specifically be our guest is because I don't look at you and think like, oh, she's single. Mm -hmm. I actually think like you are a thriving, beautiful person Mm -hmm. that is lacking no good thing. And when you find your husband or when he finds you more, because I think it's going to be this beautiful Mm -hmm. pursuing story you're going to walk into marriage so whole and confident because it's not like you've been waiting for this peace to be filled. You haven't been like just pining away. And I think that it's hard because it's the biggest choice that you're going to make in life. And you've chosen the better thing. And I love that you said your word was fixing your eyes on the Lord because Mm -hmm. the funny thing about that is like you have so much temptation that you could fix your eyes on yeah. the thing because you're in a industry mm-hmm. where you think about weddings and brides mm-hmm. and you deal with brides and their love stories literally all day. Yeah. And the only way that you could do that and have your eyes fixed on the Lord is by really focusing on him because all day long your eyes could be like, well, mm-hmm. I want that dress. What if they don't make right. that dress when I get married? Just like little stupid thoughts yeah. that could easily go down the rabbit trail mm-hmm. and you've chosen to not. And I just feel like it's, it's, shows your anchored trust in who God is and in his timeline. And at the same time, you still put yourself out there. So I want you to talk about that because you said, you kind of mentioned it in passing a second ago, but you were like, I have some crazy dating stories. And let me just say as Morgan's friend, like it is, I know that God's answering that prayer because some of your stories, I'm like this. And I've said to you multiple times, Morgan, God is clearly protecting you. Like it is obvious to me that he does not want to waste your time. I think that's the thing that I keep Mm -hmm going back to is because you use your time so wisely right. and you're such a good steward of your time that I'm not even a father, let alone a heavenly father. But I'm like, if I was God, and again, most of the time we use that analogy, it doesn't work. But in yeah. this situation, I'm like, if I was God, as much as I love Morgan, I would not let a guy waste her time because you're using your time to steward his kingdom so well that it would just be a waste of time. And so there has been guys that like you were excited about that just mm-hmm. literally fall off the face of the yeah. earth. Or guys that you were excited about and then like they ended up just like becoming insane. And you're like, Mm -hmm. where did this come from? Like I'm so confused. Or you just had complete peace. Like you would just pray and you were like all about it. And then you just heard a clear no from the Lord. Mm -hmm. And you're like, okay, I need to follow his voice. So I'd love for you to share like your funniest dating story if you can think of one off the top of your head. Or just like how how have you allowed yourself to be open? Because I think a lot of Christian girls Mm -hmm. are like, I'm waiting for this guy to walk in in church uh-huh. and just look at me in the face and be like, the one I've seen in my dreams. And like, I pray that for you, Morgan, right, honestly. Yeah. And I think it can happen. But I also think that there's something about like, if you were looking for a job, you would apply for a job. You right. would you would right. go to interviews. Yeah. You would like, you wouldn't just like sit at home on your computer and be like, yes. someone's going to knock on my door yeah. and give me that CEO right. position. So yeah. what's your thoughts on that? Yeah. So um, one thing I wanted to share uh, that j- I remembered while you were just talking just now it. Um, I had this revelation, um, some in May of last, this past year. Um, and I, my word for 2019 was delight. And so a part of what, um, kind of carried me through was learning how to delight myself in the Lord, but also learning that he is delighted in me. And, um, and then while I was kind of focusing on that throughout the year, I, um, kind of fell into the word devoted, which is the word I'm carrying into 2020. And, um, and essentially, realizing that I don't have to have a husband to be devoted to my husband. So I can be devoted to God Mm -hmm. through dating. Um, And the way that I date is honoring to God, but also to my husband, no matter who he is. If he's the guy I'm dating or someone else, like I want to make sure that I'm 
being devoted to who my husband is. Um, and I stopped, I, I had this revelation that, um, I said, I wrote in my journal, I said, even if my reality has yet to align with God's promises, my heart can and will. I want my single life to look so similar to my married life that the transition is seamless. It's no longer single versus married, simply devoted. That's the status that I choose. Morgan, let's just pause for a minute. I just got chills. I really did because that's so beautiful. Like, I feel like that could be in a weird way, like in your wedding, like not to say this in your wedding vows, but like, you know what I mean? Like, that's something that I can just picture your bridesmaids, like on your wedding day, just reading over you and being like, look how beautiful the Lord is to answer this because you already were so expectant for Mm -hmm. it, but not in a desperate way. It wasn't in a way of like, God, I'm so, I need this hole filled. Like I need this gap in my life filled. Like you're genuinely like, this is who God made me to be. Mm-hmm. I know that he has a husband because I know that he's put that on my heart. Like he's right. called me that he's called me to be a wife and a mom in my lifetime. And you're just already expecting it. And mm-hmm. it's so beautiful to already claim that role over yourself. Right. And I had the thought that you said your word was devoted for 2020. Mm-hmm. And I had this thought of like, I just know that the guy that Jesus has for you is also already devoting himself to mm-hmm. you because God has, is also putting him on his own path. Yeah. And it's just going to be so beautiful when it when the time does come. And it's in due time. Like we yeah. were reading the mm-hmm. verse yesterday. Like it is in God's season. And there is totally a reason it's not like in our time or right. the timeline that we have. Yeah. Because we're like, what the heck, God? Like we know you can do it. Why aren't you doing it? Yeah. <laughs> like she has all the Absolutely. She has all the boxes checked off. But <clears throat> I just know that the person that he does have for you is also in such a beautiful <laughs> season. And the fact that you are using your time so wisely. Like when that time does come and this can apply to anyone single, I would imagine. But because you're not wasting your time on guys that you know are not the right one and will be a waste of time for you, you're just like already getting rid of the baggage that that would bring into your marriage one day. And that's so huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and thankfully I've had, and I promise you I will share some dating stories, but thankfully um, I have a lot of happily married friends in my life. And I've, I've watched them, I've invested time in their relationships because I want to like soak up everything that I can and learn what I can. Um, and something that like y'all do so well that I'm so thankful for is understanding that like your husband isn't who like satisfies your deepest longings and your deepest needs. And so for me as a single person, I don't have a husband to go to for affirmation or to look to for, you know, whatever to, to tell me that I'm beautiful. And so I, I go to the Lord. Like I sit with him. I have coffee dates with him. I like ask him like, God, like, what do you say about me? How do you feel about me? Um, I, you know, I go, I love wine and cheese. And so sometimes I'll go and I'll sit at like a cute little place and I'll order a glass of wine and a cheese board for myself. And I just picture that I'm there with Jesus. Like I picture that I'm on a date with Jesus. That That chills again. And, And so like, in the midst of like, it can be really, really hard dating and having like going out, putting yourself out there again, dating someone new, doing the whole spiel of like getting to know someone. It's exhausting. And so I try to, to keep Jesus at the center of it and, and just allow him to be the one that pursues my heart and, and the one who I'm investing in, um, and just being open and vulnerable with. And so, um, it just helps me to have perspective and, you know, dating, I, I mean, I'm going to be completely honest. Dating is not my favorite thing. Um, I 
you know, I don't know if anyone like really enjoys dating. I'm also not very good on first dates. I am not a very inquisitive person. And so I've had to really get better about asking questions. Like I can talk about my, my myself all day long. Um, and that's great. But I ultimately like, I'm like, I have to get to know this person. Right, like, like, I need to know what it's not just like. them knowing about me. Like I have to like ask them questions and get to know them. And, um, and so I've learned to be more inquisitive. And sometimes I think of questions to ask before I even go on date. Oh, speaking of that reminds me of, of this date. I went on with this <laughs> yes, sweet guy. <laughs> oh, okay. So y'all, so I, <laughs> I have done, like, I've tried dating apps and I've had some, you know, success and I've had some really, really funny failures. And, um, <laughs> so I would, you know, do like Bumble and Hinge and like all of the ones that most people are on. And I have had several people, most of which are not Christians who just know me and know that my faith is the most important thing to me. And it's like, like even like my hairstylist, you know, like she's been highlighting my hair for years and she's like, well, have you ever tried Christian mingle? Oh no. And I'm like, no. <laughs> she's like, well, you know, like you might have some success there. Like it might be better than some of these other things. And so, and then a couple other people had asked me about it like around that time. So I was like, all right, one day I was like, okay, whatever. I'm just going to bite the bullet. I'm going to download this app. I'm going to try it out. It is a terrible platform, first of all. It's so bad. Literally, anyone can message you, anyone from around the world. Like, I mean, it's like literally people that don't even live in Dallas. Like, people are all over the country. They can look at your profile and they can on like. On Christian Mingle? On Christian Mingle. And okay, you can like set really your preferences. I'm laughing right now. That it's Christian Mingle it's of so all It's so bizarre. Apps. And you can set your preferences. And I mean, okay, if somebody knows how to make Christian Mingle work for you, please let me know because I don't know how you. <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing like, so hard. If like a year from now we have you on, you're like, I actually met my oh, husband on Christian, Christian Mingle. Mingle. <laughs> so, but I'm. I did, there was like, you have to search through all these people and you, you have like your preferences and then it tells you like what percentage they are to like meeting your preferences. And so I, there was like one guy that caught my eye that I was like, okay, like, let's see if this can, can work. And so I did end up going out with him. Um, and I, I never get nervous and and this for me is like just you know I'm like what what do I have to lose like I'm just gonna go out with this person and we'll see so I didn't want to here's a here's a tip if you are going out with someone for the first time do not commit yourself to a full meal meet them for coffee meet them for a drink meet them for dessert I met this guy well he wanted to pick me up because he was very he was brought up very like traditional like his family was just very traditional and he wanted to be a gentleman and pick me up which again a little weird for me because it's hard like you just never know I was gonna say I see both sides of him being like yeah pick you up I want to like wine and dine you but on the flip side you're like I've never met you right. I'm getting in a car with a stranger with a stra- yeah and you're not an Uber driver that's so hard so, these are, see these are things like as a married woman that I don't even cross my no. mind yeah. because I t- if some if you would have said that about him wanting to pick you up, I'd have been like, oh my gosh, that's so sweet. Right. And then now that you mentioned it, I'm like, wait, don't get in a car. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, Which, side note really quick, I'm picturing every guy on Christian Mingle is Luke P. from The Bachelor. Like, that's what I'm picturing. <laughs> oh, so no. if you guys remember Luke P., mm-hmm. I just picture he, he is the poster child for Christian Mingle this in my head. This is true. Right? So this, this guy was actually very sweet, but y'all, he was so nervous. Like, so incredibly nervous. Oh. And... Where we go, we went to um, Emporium Pies just to like have dessert and just to chat. And at like toward kind of like the middle of the date, um, he was like very intentional. And he said, he, he shared something about how he's like, you know, 
really looking to find his wife and settle down. And he was like, I hope that's not too forward, but I was told to just be really like open and honest with my intentions. And I was like, oh yeah, I was like, I appreciate that. Who told you that? And he paused and got this like really embarrassed look on his face. And he just said, the internet. And then I was like, oh, I like laughed and I felt so bad. But I was like, this is too funny. Wait, he was like Googling? Google like, searched. Like, he Google searched no. like tips for a first date. And then, y'all, it gets sweet, better. Sweet, sweet. Then he like gets his phone out and he was like, I actually have a list of questions that I can ask you. And I was like, no. no. <laughs> and, oh, and so Morgan. I was like, oh no, this is so bad. And I was just trying to be like as kind as I could. I knew he was nervous, and I was just trying to, like, reassure him. I was like, hey, like, You're listen. You're doing great. Like, you do not have to be nervous. <laughs> like, I am, like, I was like, I am so, like, easygoing and laid back. Like, there's, I'm non-judgmental. Like, I really appreciate you, like, being vulnerable and um, honest. Which and so, like, best it, case scenario for this guy yeah. to want to date with. Because so many girls would be like, bro, you need to chill. I know. And so it was, but it, he was very sweet. And, I mean, it did not last very long. And, um, <laughs> I was like, like well, said. it's getting kind of late. I have to work out in the morning. Um, I have to wash my hair. Yeah, I'm like, I need to go I have to home. go pick up my cat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, which, you know, you come up with a lot of really good excuses whenever you're trying to get out of a date, um, which I guess I could say I learned from my mom. Mom, if you're listening to this, I love you. And um, <laughs> she was a single this. parent um, while I was growing up. And she and her friend would go on – they were both single. And they would go on – dates together so like someone like a man would ask my mom out and she'd be like I'm gonna bring my friend Kelly with us and I love that. she would I go with they, the two of them would go and they'd joke they're like we're a package deal if you don't like the other one like then sorry well they if it was going horribly my mom would be like oh you know what what's one of my kids I need to pick this up oh I'm so sorry my kids my one of my kids is sick I have to go that's the best excuse exactly. yes it is so like, like can't, they can't argue yes, with that no and if you do you're a jerk yeah. at that point so so yeah you come up with a lot of good excuses um to get out of bad dates but you know for me I and again it's all about mindset all about your attitude going into something and you know if you don't put yourself out there then you never have the opportunity to like figure out if that person is right for you. And I've learned a lot about myself through dating. Um, I've, I've just chosen to look at it positively and to, to learn something from it. You can learn something from every situation um, and take that into the future. And um, you know, you learn a lot about what you're looking for and a lot of what you're not looking for as well. And, um, and so I'm just thankful for um, those opportunities and you know for me it's kind of fun like to get to meet new people and um just learn about people that are different from me um and sometimes it's just for you know a couple hours and I never really talk to or see that person again and sometimes it's a little bit longer but um I try to have the just a positive view and perspective on dating as much as I can even though there are a lot of um a lot of challenges that come along. <laughs> well, and I feel like you've had to learn how to be bold and who you are because, yeah. like, again, not every guy, in fact, probably most guys on mm. dating apps, like, mm-hmm. aren't necessarily going to have the physical boundaries that you have. Right. They aren't going to have, like, the morals that you have. Yeah. And I've just so respected you being like, this is who I am. Yeah. Like, this is the situation. <laughs> but also being open to, like, getting to know them and not judging their heart, but also knowing what you're called to and what you're mm-hmm. looking for in a husband and yeah. being like, well, it's been really great getting to know you. I will now be moving on. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> and just because this is not what you, yeah. what you're desiring. Totally. And I've learned, like, something that I've learned with, like, if you don't know where a guy stands spiritually or where he is, like, 
with boundaries. Like if you're someone that's, if you're a believer, then you should be, um, really seeking purity. And, um, and I think that that's a very uncommon thing in dating today. Not a lot of people care about purity. And it's something for me that I've had to step out of my comfort zone and be really, really open very early on, because let's be honest, most guys that you meet up with, like that from a dating app, think that they can just act like your boyfriend from the moment that you first meet. Even like, physically. Just yeah. physically. Like, they want to, like, hold my hand. They want to, like, already kiss on me first on the first date? date. Oh, totally. I like, like, literally yes. just meeting them. Yeah, just meeting them. Like, dinner goes great. And then after dinner, you, like, walk to the car and, like, leans over, like, grabs my hand, like, wants to kiss me. Like, very, very forward. And that's just, like, such a normal thing for them that – and they don't understand – I'm like, but, and for me, even people that I've like kind of gone out with several times, I've learned like, Hey, I, I kind of get very, um, I get in my head a little bit because I don't do well with gray. So I need to know like what this is mm-hmm. because I don't know how to act around you if they're, if I don't know what this is. Yeah. Like, yeah. And so I'm not going to act like your girlfriend if I'm not established as your girlfriend. Yes. And that's something that I've really had to learn and develop like over the years is like, Hey, I don't owe it to him to act like his girlfriend before he asks me to be That's his girlfriend. So good. Like it is good. It, like I'm gonna, we can be friendly and get to know one another, and but like and we can even flirt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but like you know what? You need to pursue me, and if you're serious about me, like you need to get to know who I am as a person before you ever get to know who I am, like in any type of like physical capacity, and so. Um, I think that's been like a really big learning curve and to under, and and part of learning that is understanding your worth. Like you have to know your worth and that you're worthy of being pursued, that you're worthy of being loved well, and that you're worthy of like making someone wait. Like they can, men can wait. They don't have to have everything all at once. Like it actually probably leads them to, to ghost you because they're like, well, Got all that. Got what I wanted, (laughs) and now, like, why should I have to invest anymore? And so I think I just learned a lot, um, and and it's been a a journey, you know, for me with the Lord, and it's been up and down, and and there's been a lot of, like, tough times, um, but also a lot of goodness that's come out of it. And so um, I would just encourage anybody who is being – who may be really frustrated in dating, and um, maybe you're thinking, like, gosh, are there any – good men left in the world like yes there are and they're worth waiting for and but you also have to understand who you are in Christ mm-hmm. what he says about you and then let that build you up so that you're the the type of woman that aligns with the type of man that you're looking for you know so you want to yes we want to find that in a guy but like he's got to he's got to be he's got to work toward um Proving that. Pro- yeah. yeah. Pro- and, and like, you've got, like, you have to play your part. Men don't just be, like, they're, men don't just become, like, knights in shining armor. Like, they're, they're a knight in, a sh- in shining armor because they're having to go through all of these, like, hardships to get to the princess, if you yeah, know, right? Yeah, so true. So there's, you have to be willing to wait for that person, and you have to also, like, 
whatever you whatever you expect out of someone is what you're going to get out of them. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you lower your bar, then why would they ever have a higher why would they ever pursue something higher than the bar that you're giving yeah. them? Yeah. So if you set the bar higher, then they have to step up to the plate. And if yeah. they don't, then they're not the right person, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Like they, that's what I've really had to come to terms with. Instead of lowering my expectations um and or maybe saying like, "Okay, like the Lord's really put it on my heart that like I'm, you know, that I want a man that is godly, that pursues him with his entire heart in his life. And our relationship is going to be completely like set on the foundation of our faith, blah, blah, blah. And holding that high, but then it's like, you can have that. And then the world starts to like come in and creep in and tell you, but like, he can be maybe this and like maybe he's not as passionate for the Lord yet. And like maybe, you know, and so not that you're ever striving for somebody that's perfect in their walk with the Lord, but I think for me, it's been this struggle of may like, okay, God, like, do I, do I really like wait for someone who is this like strong man of God that I feel like you have for me or do, do I find someone that like has the potential to become that? And, and I think that there's this combination of, of both because you want someone who has a humble heart before the Lord. And I think that's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. And he, he doesn't have to be, cause I look around at the, at the men of God in my, that I have in my life. And I know that they, they haven't always been that. They didn't wake up that way. They didn't mm-hmm. wake up that way. And, and I know that in, dating relationships in marriage like and in any relationship iron sharpens iron and so you build each other up and you help each other you help pull out what god sees in you in one another and um and so for me that's given me a lot of peace because i think for so long i had this like super super high expectation that um, he was just, th- that my husband was just going to like appear from on high. And I was going to like, no, like he's, you know, this amazing man of God and he has everything figured out. And like, and, and that could be like, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That could be the, yeah. the case. Who knows? <laughs> but it probably wasn't going to happen at 22. But, I can tell right, you that. Exactly. Like, not when mm-hmm. I was 22 years old. Yeah. And so for me, it's like, I know I, when I was even a couple of years ago, like you said, like what I was looking for and, and who I was then is not who I am now. And so just finding someone that's in this, in a similar stage of life, in a similar place in their walk with the Lord, and then choosing to help one another, um, to build one another up and to push each other toward Christ together. And that's something that, um, that I'm not willing to settle for. Like, I'm not saying that you should, you shouldn't consider someone who might be in a different place in their spiritual walk with the Lord, but like they should have a spiritual walk with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Like, and like, I love what you're saying because I think as a sister in Christ, regardless of if it goes from one date to 10 dates to whatever, mm-hmm. like from the get go, your job is to, is to call them higher. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. of like you having George and me like about to raise this son, like I don't want a woman dating him to think that he's just an animal and can't control his like, heck no. Like it's like, he, <laughs> call him higher. Like, yeah. you know, say to him like, I'm, you know, and you've been, you've been bold about being like, I want to wait till I have sex till marriage. And like, yeah. you've had to say that and opportunities yeah. have probably been really uncomfortable for you. Yeah. And I've been so proud of you because like you're putting that out there that that's a, that's a possibility and that's mm-hmm. a standard and the right guy is going to be like me too. And is going to actually be like, wow, like I'm so impressed by your boldness and it, calls me to want to be that bold 
and not like mention, it spurs oh, each other on you know right. and not to mention so i feel like there's probably more men than we realize or that we think that also that are pursuing the lord and are humble before the lord and think gosh i just wish i could meet a girl who does want to wait and like holds mm-hmm. me to heart because i think sometimes women can be a lot more confident than men and i think for you to be the first one to say hey here's the thing i mean take it or leave it but mm-hmm. i'm waiting until marriage yeah and i just can imagine saying that obviously like that takes some courage but then the guy you're dating or with or whatever saying like oh my gosh finally like a girl that says this to me and that pressure's off like I want that too thank you so much Mm -hmm. for saying that because for a guy that they're probably in that moment so I mean like that sweet like that boy that was nervous like like I googled went to my first date I really do believe there's so many men out there who like follow suit and it's like if you're setting that bar high they're like great this is what I this is what I've been waiting for like Mm -hmm. I can't wait to follow this and I think that there will 100% be a guy out there who is like, oh, yes, finally, this girl is worth waiting for. Mm-hmm. Like, this girl is worth all the things that I have been praying for and that I've wanted and that mm-hmm. God has told me I will find in a wife. And I just can't wait for that day. I can't either. So as we wrap up, Morgan, what would be, like, your closing thing that you would want to say to a single girl a single girl waiting, <laughs> whether she's 18 or 40? Like, in the waiting, yeah. what would you want to say to that? I would say that um, the waiting season is never a waste. Like, I would say take advantage of the time that you have waiting for whatever it is God's placed on your heart and really just invest in your relationship with Him. Get to know God in all of his different facets. Um, I camped out in Song of Solomon in the Passion Translation a lot. Um, I spend a lot of time in Psalms and I read through it. I love my Passion Translation Bible. I read through the Psalms all the time and I just, I'm so encouraged by um, God as I've learned how, um, learned more about how God is the bridegroom and I am the bride. And or Jesus is the bridegroom and I'm the bride. And I've allowed him to just unveil that even more in the waiting season. And so I would say, remind yourself of truth. Um, take thoughts captive that are not in alignment with the truth of God's word. You have to know God's word to be able to um, to make those thoughts obedient to mm-hmm. Christ and proclaim truth over yourself. Um, and I think also, um, in the waiting season, you have to have a clear vision of what you're waiting for. And so spend time, ask the Lord, who does he have for you? Not like, not what surface level things do I, do I want and what am I looking for? But ask the Lord in this season of when I'm waiting and when I'm expectant, um, God, what is it that I'm waiting for? Would you give me vision and write it down? Um, and go back to it, um, and and write and read over it and meditate on it, so that you can have um, affirmation and confidence in what the Lord has for you. And again, like I said earlier, also ask the Lord like who you are, how He sees you, how do you delight in me, Lord? Like what are the things that you delight in me? And so, um, in closing, I gotta find it. So I there was something else, y'all. If y'all can't tell, I journal a lot. I love, and, I love, I love it. Um, and uh, so. In closing, um, I I was um, at a prayer set um, at our church, and um, 
wrote about God being the only one who truly satisfies me. He um, is the fulfillment of my wishes, my expectations, my needs, and my pleasure, and ultimately my delight, which was my word. Um, and every good and perfect gift comes from above. And so then um, I wrote this, and I'll just share this with you all in closing. I am more than a conqueror. Words that have been spoken over me fall away as I drink deep of God's love. Being misunderstood is covered by the blood of Jesus. Lies from the enemy are being exposed for what they are, and Holy Spirit is replacing them with truth. I am loved. I am chosen. I am pure. I am good. I am righteous. I am compassionate. I am kind. I am thoughtful. I am loving. I am worthy. I am strong. I am fearless. I am powerful. I am joyful. I am pleasing. I am unique. I am special, I am whole, I am victorious, I am called, I am forgiven, I am renewed, I am redeemed, I am free, I am a wife, I am a mom, I am successful, I am loved, and I am because he is. He's alive and he is risen. Well, I'm literally I, don't know, <laughs> I don't know how we end on anything else. <laughs> So I will just, yeah, that is so beautiful, Morgan. Thank you. I oh. feel like there's some people listening that like got to the end of this episode and they're like, well, that's what I came here for. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. As you were speaking, Kimmy and I were both like, <laughs> I'm like, I can't. Because I think that you're right. Declaring those things before mm-hmm. they are, calling them forth. That's the power we have as a believer. Yeah. And there's no question in my mind that when you do have that, you're at the other side of that realized prayer you're going to walk in, in it so confidently and there's just the glory of God is going to be displayed on your yeah. marriage because everybody who's walked with you as a friend, like I personally, I've had dreams about your wedding day, but I can't wait selfishly because I'm going to be like, I pray for this. Like yeah. I've into this and like, it's is just it in Barcelona? Testimony. I hope so. <laughs> Give me that plane ticket. Oh my gosh. So guys, we want, like as we leave, we want you to connect with Morgan because I think she has so Please much wisdom. Do. I think there's going to be a lot of you that listen to this so that you have questions that go a little bit deeper than just this episode. So Morgan, how can people find you on social media? Yeah. So, um, you can find me on Instagram. It's Baker two underscores Morgan because Baker underscore Morgan was already <laughs> taken over this, like not even real account. It's so annoying. That's so annoying. So that is annoying. Baker, B-A-K-E-R under two underscore Morgan. Um, I'd love to connect with you guys. Um, please reach out to me. I would love to answer questions. Um, just talk through, pray over things. Um, you know, I'm, I'm an open book. And, and like Cammy said, you know, the best part of walking through any, any season of your life is being open and honest and inviting other people in because it really is true. Like when you have people around you that love you and that hear from the Lord, they will speak truth and remind you whenever you can't. Like whenever I don't have the strength to believe for um, for my future as a wife and a mom, like Cammy speaks it over me and she reminds me and she tells me of this dream that she had. And then that renews my hope and my faith. And so you've got to have other believers around you that are there to encourage you and to remind you of truth. So, um, yeah, reach out to me. I'd love to chat. I'd love to hear your story or I'd love to hear how, you know, something that, that we talked about today has impacted you. Um, or if you have any other questions or, or want scriptures or any of that, please reach out. I love um, to hear from all of you BBs. Yes. I'm so Thank excited. Thank you so much, Morgan. This yeah. was amazing. This was so fun. I've been a fan you. from the beginning. I feel oh, I'm a little fangirling over I here. I'm like, it. these are like my best friends, but it's still like, I listen to their podcasts and like, 
I just get so excited and I love um, hearing all of the amazing, incredible people that you have on here. And I was so honored to be asked to, um, to share. And so I really hope that um, I was able to encourage and, and just inspire and offer some hope for anybody who is feeling really, really um, just hopeless in um in waiting so um yeah i love this because it encouraged me and i'm not even single no kimmy that's literally was i was like i'm just gonna i'm gonna close and say that as a married woman Mm. you inspired me today morgan because as you were talking about like your coffee days with jesus and like having wine Mm. and cheese with god i was like jelly i was like i need to be doing that (laughs) everyone can do that yes but i mean but really you inspire i don't think it's just single women that will hear this and be inspired like i really do believe wives and mothers and people who are in a different season mm-hmm. will be inspired by this because I know I was and we're walking in different seasons. So thank you for that. That's so thank good. You guys. guys, we love you. We hope that you connect with Morgan and that you stay tuned for more episodes on Waiting Well because we all have to wait in our lives. So guys, I'm Cammie. I'm Amanda. We're Basically Basic. And we know you are too. Be blessed. And be basic. <laughs>